What's up, beautiful people, to another episode of Reading with Ricky, which on this week, we're going to do something fun, something different, and uh, something revolutionary in that we will be talking specifically under one topic, which is God's love. And I love talking about God's love largely because God has been misrepresented, mistalked about, and therefore people have been misinformed about who God is and what we can look to receive from God because of the very nature of God. And on this here episode, we're going to read one, maybe two, two scriptures, and we'll see what the Lord has to say pertaining to it. And then at the end of it, we will give a prayer ride with the idea of making sure that what was read and therefore understood will be able to be applicable to our lives and pray that we can live it out, right? But then also share God's love with others because that's what it's all about. God freely gave his love to us for us to be able to freely give to others. But I don't want to talk ahead of myself, right? Largely because it's all within the text that we're going to read today. And if you are into growing your faith, into having an understanding of what the scriptures are saying, having a revolutionary change, right, into the trajectory of your life, go ahead and click that subscribe button, follow on your favorite podcast platform, but then as well, share it. Share it with others because I believe the word is so good that it should be shared with others largely as to why we be doing this, but more importantly, as to how we are able to spread the gospel. And so I'm reading from 1 John chapter 4, verse 7. 1 John chapter 4, verse 7. If you don't know anything about the love of God, this is a phenomenal chapter to read. It's almost at the end of the Bible. And uh, and so John has such a revolutionary perspective about the love of God. And he shares it, right? And even in the beginning of the book, I'm going to even tell you this part. He says that um, the last in the opening, right? So in the scriptures, in the books of the Bibles, there's usually like an opening. And so in the opening of the book, his last line in the opening was, we are writing these things so that you may fully share our joy. John wanted you to have the joy that he has, right? I could think of a song growing up, this joy that I have, you know the world didn't give it to me. And so, you know what I'm saying? It flows in that vein. John knew that the joy that he had didn't come from this world. And ladies and gentlemen, as we read the scriptures today, <laughs> we will recognize and realize that the love that we look to experience or the love that's available to us does not come from this world, but it comes from God. And here, in first john chapter 4 verse 7 it says dear friends let us continue to love one another from for love comes from god anyone who loves is a child of god and knows god so so much is even in that scripture itself for the first part that i want to highlight is let us continue to love one another we should always perpetually continuously be in love with one another right and even the thought of that may even puzzle you because you may have a bad conception of what love is or you may have thoughts about love in ways in which has been manipulated by the world or has been dwindled down or has been repackaged by the world's way. I mean, even myself, I had the thought at a period of time of my life that love was giving my body to my significant other or my body to my girlfriend or she was loving me by showing her love by giving herself to me. And if she didn't love me, uh, she would withhold her body from me and I would recognize, okay, that's not my girlfriend. And that, that was that was the connotation in which I had at that time. But thank God, I've since grown and recognized that love is more than an intimate activity, which honestly, it's something that should be shared with 
a husband and wife because it's something more than an activity that actually takes place. There is a spiritual connection and a soul tie that takes place, which also is highlighted in the two shall become one, right? That's in the scriptures talking about husband and wife. However, it actually takes place during a romantic intercourse experience. However, we're not here for that right now. <laughs> we're here for the talk of let us love one another. I was taught that love seeks to give the advantage, not take the advantage. So as we love one another, we should seek to give the advantage to other people, right? Because there's another scripture that says, which we've coined it the golden rule, but treat others the way we will want to be treated. Or in other words, we should love people. We should treat them. We should speak of them. We should think of them. We should act towards them in a way that we will want others to treat, act, think, and speak towards us. And it's something that we should do to all people. It shouldn't be because somebody could do something for us that we should love them or give them favor, give them preferential treatment. No, we should do it for all people, right? Because it should come from a pure place. What is this pure place? You may be asking for love comes from God, right? The love that we have from one another should come from God. You may be in a space in a place thinking like, wait a minute, how do I do that? It's a prayer, right? It's a prayer that I prayed. And I'm saying it to say like, what it worked for me, I believe it can definitely work for you because it's a principle, right? The Bible says, if you have of a need, you ask, ask and you shall receive, right? Seek and you will find, knock and the door will be open. And I came into a point and period in my life where I recognized that it was a certain group of people that I was not loving. I did not have the love for one another that I should have, as the scriptures say, and irons out for me to have. And so what I did was pray. I prayed. I said, God, Help me to see others the way you see them. Help me to love all the way you love all. Help help me, Father, right? Help me, Father. And so uh, after that prayer, then I prayed it and I and I truly opened myself up to be able to see people the way God sees people. Because I think that's the point in which we can make a shift, right? In the, our ability to love others, we shouldn't look at people, look for people as a way for us to receive what we want or as a way for them to be able to do the things that we need them to do. And if they look a certain way, then they are able to and capable of doing those things. No, no. Like we are all creatures and creations that were created to do a work, right? A purposeful work to have a passion, a purpose, and a destiny, right? That's something for us, us all to be able to carry out, live out, and execute on. So I had to start seeing people in that way. Like, you know, even if somebody's frustrated or mad or sad at a period and point in time, I had to recognize, okay, that's for a moment. That's for a season. I don't know what they went through. I don't know what they've been through. I don't know what they just did or what just happened to them. So I can't look at them in their current state and say, this is who they are. No, I need to love them into who they are in some cases, right? Which can lead into some relationships that you may not need to be in, but because of our nature and tendency to love others, we may find ourselves in those spaces and places, which I definitely have as well. So, you know, don't think of yourself as the only one. No, it's been others. 
I got my hand up. I'm raising my hand. I've been in those spaces and places where I was loving people beyond the time in which I should have been in that relationship, right? But at the same time, we do so because love comes from God, right? If love comes from God, then we have to know that God is love. We have to know that God does love, right? Because if it comes from you, obviously you had it within you to give, right? You can't give of anybody what you don't have. If somebody, you know, Thanksgiving in the, in the States just finished, right? And if somebody wanted some mac and cheese, I, I can't I can't, you can say that the mac and cheese came from the Jones household if we didn't have the mac and cheese to give. No, no, it, it doesn't work like that. Such as, as God is a person in a, in a spirit that is love, right? We can know that God has love for us. And then it goes on to say in that same scripture, anyone who loves is a child of God and knows God. Oh, to be a child of God and oh, to know God. And that part is so pivotal and necessary, right? What's the part? Anyone who loves knows God, essentially. Anyone who loves knows God. Oftentimes we are told about God. We may be uh, hearing some things about God or others may be telling us things about God. But to truly know God is to know him as one that loves. It's to know one that loves all and has a never ending Oh my goodness, never ending, never quenchable love, right? In a sense where we can't extinguish it when I say never quenching, because when we receive his love, it is all that we need. We recognize that it gives us all the ability that we actually need, right? When he says to the woman that those that drink of my water will thirst no more, like it's his love is so quenchable and you'll realize and recognize this is truly what you were looking for as opposed to searching for it in other people. So it is quenchable in that sense. However, his love never runs out, right? God loves never runs out. And to truly experience that, you have to know him, right? You have to know God for all that he is and all that you are in him, right? You have to know him as your father. You have to know him as your king. You have to know him as your savior, as your provider, as your list goes on, right? God will be whatever you need him to be whenever you need him to be, right? And that's the truth. That's the truth that I've known and recognized for myself. So much so that I even have like a journal that I do on a regular basis that this, the title of it is, what is he to you today? Or in other words, what is God? Who is God to you today? And as I write down who God is to me, I'm able to see God for the various facets that he is, able to see him as my father, as him, see him as the one who loves Loves me and provides for me and takes care of me and look out for me and so forth and so on. And so, I mean, I even love doing that journal because it just gets my mind in a place that it needs to be about who God is to me. And then even within the journal, I even allow for myself or it's allowed for me to hear from God, right? And write down the things that God is sharing with me. So I'll put a link down below for that journal. It'll bless you, it'll bless you. However, in verse eight, right, I got through verse seven, just to get to verse eight, it says, but anyone who does not love does not know God. Why? For God is love. So it's very simple. It's very easy to recognize those who do not know God. It's those who do not love, who do not have love to give to others who have not truly loved themselves or come into the recognition of all that they are and what love has provided for them. Why? Because once those things hasn't taken place, you can't love others, right? However, when you know God, when you truly know God for all that God is 
and all that God wants to be in your life and all that God has provided for you in this life, not simply in the life to come, but in this life, in this world today, you won't be able to recognize the truth that God is love, right? And there's even four types of love, which Preferably, we'll get to, but nonetheless, it's four types of love. It's it's not just, you know, that love that just gives itself. No, it's a brotherly love. It's an agape love that, that loves all, right? And uh, it's so good to recognize and to know God and to truly be able to allow for God to love you in the way in which God desires to love you. Not a love that says, if you do this and I'll do that. No, no. It's a simply a love that says, if you can receive the love that I have for you, then boom, it's going to shower you. It's going to overtake you. It's going to surround you. It's going to provide for you. It's going to protect you. Uh, and the list goes on, right? And even let me know in the chat. Let me know in the comment section, what has the love of God done for you? And I say that because it'll be a witness. It'll be a testimony. It'll be a beacon of light and of hope and an assurance to others that may be seeking God's love, but maybe don't feel worthy of God's love or capable to receive God's love or even the their ability to to know who God truly is, maybe because of what they thought they've done that separated them from the love of God, which in the Bible lets us know that nothing can separate us from the love of God written by Paul, right? And Paul was a dangerous man before he came to Christ, such as it may be for you, such as, you know, I have some little, some, some quirks before I came to God and recognized his love for me. And I say all that to say, let God's love transform you because God is love and he desires to shower his love on you that will revolutionize change who you are and the perspective that you have of others because we are to love others as God has loved us. So I'm going to go ahead and pray by saying I thank you Lord God for this opportunity that we've had in this moment on this day in your word reading 1 John chapter 4 verses 7 and verse 8. I thank you God that they radiate that they exude your love and show us that you are love and how we can love others because you have loved us. I thank you Lord God for being love. I thank you for those that are coming in contact with this video, coming in contact with this podcast, coming in contact with this truth. And I pray that nothing that they have done will be stronger than your love for them and what you've already provided for them. So may they be surrounded by your love. May the walls of fear, may the walls of regret, may the walls of just feeling like they're not worthy fall just like Jericho's walls fell. May they fall and may they be opened up to all that you have for them, all that you want for them, and all that you've already provided for them. It's in Jesus' name I pray, the name above all names. Amen. Amen, great people. I pray and hope that you not only receive what has been said, but you allow for it to change your perspective of life, your perspective of others, and also your perspective of God, which will lead to a change of perspective of self. And I pray that through those various changes of perspective, you live a life of joy and happiness and peace. And I thank you for this time that we've had together. Subscribe to the YouTube channel if you haven't already done so thus far. Or to your favorite podcast platform, click the follow button, subscribe button, whatever button you have. So that you can be tapped in and tuned in to the next episodes that come this week. As well as the other things that we do on this podcast. Great people, I love you. I appreciate you all. I'll see you tomorrow. We're going to be reading again from uh, 1 John. But we're going to read another verse, right? We're going to need to read another verse and 
and we're gonna be empowered by it and so with that being said i'll see you all then peace